right, and welcome back to another episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, and joining me tonight via Zoom, because we're not using Skype anymore, <laughs> uh, Miss Raylene Lightheart. How's it going? Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad to be here with you. My yeah. buddy. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> my brother. How are you? Uh, I could be doing better, I guess. I don't know. I know, what, I know. What, are, you, are you stressed out, or are you just tired because it's, it, it's hot out? Yeah, a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was uh, not that hot this morning. I, I got in the car on my way to uh, to the job, and it was like 68 degrees. And I was like, that obviously can't be right. Yeah. <laughs> this is Louisiana in the summertime. Is it humid there? It is, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah yuck. It, it did not disappoint me by the afternoon, because by the afternoon, it was balls-ass hot outside. Yeah. All right. That's it. Kind of got it was like that here. It was a little rainy in the morning. We're in Washington, so that's typical. It was very gray, and then uh, it's really hot right now. I was like, oh, I guess I'm gonna go in and podcast now that the sun's come out. <laughs> yeah. It was actually kind of funny. The the last time I was in Seattle in 2010, we uh, took a cruise up to Alaska, and because um, the oh yeah, it's off from Seattle. And for the the, uh, the three or four days that we were there, completely sunny, no rain. In Seattle? Yeah, very odd. You know, it, I, when I, okay, so let me, let me tell you, when I moved away <clears throat> from this area, everyone would be like, oh, it rains there all the time. And I was like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't rain there near as much as everyone says. It's not that bad. And uh, when I moved back, I was like, oh, FML, this is, why is it so rainy? Everything's cold. I hate it. I, I, I hated it more coming back to it. I really forgot how wet it really is yeah so it's just mostly overcast and it's like drizzle just enough rain to annoy you you know yeah that's the that's the whole thing about living in a temperate rainforest that's right well it's beautiful i mean oh yeah it, did, oh did you like the area when you were here oh yeah 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 that was the um probably about the third or fourth time i've been in seattle oh okay so you know well um, was the homeless population exactly what it what it is now uh, it was, it was kind of fun watching the homeless because they all had like laptops and cell phones and stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. down in pioneer square, they have like free Wi-Fi for everybody. Yeah. But they're out there and I'm like, yeah, these guys are definitely updating their resumes and they're writing articles <laughs> and they're totally getting paid for doing this. Oh, it is. Uh, it's getting really nasty there actually. Like the whole city smells like pee to me. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of sad. And, and it the taxes just the parking alone is insanely high it's it's a it's a different world than when i was a kid going to seattle which was really fun and exciting and you know you always hear oh it's a liberal hellhole over there from from all the from all the conservative folks all across the water right yeah and uh and now there are not a lot of conservative folks across the water either it is it's very different than it used to be so it's kind oh, of fun what's yeah. What's the name of the island? Is it like Bainbridge or something like that? Bainbridge, yes. Actually, that's in Kitsap County, where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And they are basically like any, it, it's everyone there's a liberal. I, I know um, a nurse who helped me with my daughter when she was really sick, when she was a baby, like 10 years ago. And she lived on Bainbridge and she said that they had to kind of hide among the neighbors they didn't want anyone to know that, that they were you know christians or conservatives because the neighbors would treat them poorly oh of course yeah yeah and i was like oh yep tribalism yeah that's the thing it, it, it's like it's like that down here but just in reverse yeah exactly it's like if they if they find out that you have any kind of socialist leanings uh one way or the other 
than all of the uh, the cop sucking uh, republicrats down here. They and I have to call them republicrats down here because they do do love their big labor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's a it, it's quite something. I um I saw a, a car and I think this person probably goes to LSU, but they had Massachusetts plates mm-hmm. and they had all of the SJW bumper stickers and stuff on the back of their uh, Prius because of course. Of course. And uh, I, I witnessed a guy in a Dodge Ram uh, literally try to cut this person off and like was sticking his finger out the window and everything. Uh, yeah. I was like, eh, good job, guy. Good job. Yeah, you're, you're making it better. You know, um, we are such a mix um, in Washington of conservatives and liberals. And I'm talking about a lot of people are, are moderate, but they think they're one or the other, but they're kind of a little bit all over the place. Um, but it, it's wildly... 50%, 50% in so many ways. I mean, we always vote blue uh, on the political side of it, but it's because of the mass concentration on the left side. But uh, there's a lot of conservatives in this state too. So it's just really, you're always pissing off somebody here, you know? Um, it was, uh, was kind of like that in 2010 because uh, at, at that time I was still kind of a neocon, you know, Bush bot type person. Mm-hmm at the time. And, uh, so I, I was very, Hey, we, we all get better. We all have gotten better. Good job, Eric. <laughs> it was at the time where I was also kind of flirting with the constitution party. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to a restaurant and the person waiting on us is uh, trans and everything. And it was very obvious <laughs> as I was like, okay, don't comment, don't comment, don't comment, yeah. don't say anything, try not to say anything. I know you want to say something cause your comedian brain goes there. Right. Just leave it alone. Yeah. No jokes. No jokes. I, um, the first time I probably have seen trans people in my life when I was a kid, I'm just one of those kids that's very oblivious. I mean, I swear, like if somebody's clothes fall off, I would just naturally blur out all their naughty bits just because yeah. I give people their privacy. I just don't even see it. Uh, I don't, I, I don't notice things. I watch movies as an adult, you know, um, that you want your kids to watch like Goonies and you're like, Hey, this is naughty. There's naughty stuff in this, right? (laughs) That I don't remember being in those movies. But, um, I think I remember the first time I noticed somebody was trans was in like 98, 98. And it was just somebody that came to our grocery store that I worked at. And it was like, Oh, Oh, okay. I mean, there was never, I never had any inclination to be mean or to make fun of them or, or to, but I was like watching it, like silently watching it just because it was new and different. Um, and uh, now, I mean, hopefully for people that are trans that if, if they want to be passing, um, I think there, and I do know um, a lot of trans people who can pass pretty easily and that no one knows anything and they, they don't go through as many problems. It's a little easier for them, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then there's always going to be the one that, uh, like I saw in the news today where he was. Um... The balls. Yeah, it's like what? What's her name? Uh, the the trans woman's name? Do you remember? Oh, is it in Canada yeah, or America? Yeah, it was in Canada, and and then later on, she wanted to have like an LGBTQ uh, swim party where the where the girls can come to the to the pool who are like twelve, topless if they so choose. And uh, yes, okay, so we should explain it just so if people don't understand it. Seriously, there's um, a trans woman, and I don't remember her name, um, and my keyboard's very loud, or I would, t- I would look it up. Um, and she's going to different uh, waxing salons, like uh, hair removal salons. Yeah. And because of, she's basically pushing the law because, and making them 
she has not done a surgery to change her male genitalia from when she was a, a male. And so basically balls and dick. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, imagine th- these women at these salons have to do men's balls and that's not what they've even been trained to do usually, or they might not want to, it's a lady spas, things like that. Um, again, we're into the bake the cake territory, but much more graphic, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, Yaniv, I think is the name. Mm-hmm. but it was basically the the same type of thing where uh basically they, they went shopping looking for someone who's going to tell them no yeah I yeah and what's the what's the angle on the the shirtless kids um uh, topless kids thing now uh, i think little kids being topless in their own home swimming in their own pool or, or whatever that that's fine to me but why are you in putting together anything for children and, and encouraging them to to not wear clothes is it so they look the, so they can see that they look the same and what is the point that she was trying to make uh i have no idea there was uh, some kind of petition that she had for like 12 and younger to have a pool party uh, to come topless and parents weren't allowed and i think that was the that's part. right yeah. thank you mm-hmm. so that was the part that got it was like wait what do you mean parents aren't allowed you know <laughs> Parents aren't allowed. Uh, that sounds like a predator. Um, the, the, anytime my kids, my kids were raised, uh, the older ones and still with the little ones, if anybody tells you to keep a secret, that's the first thing you have to come tell me. Yeah. And I never left my, let my kids be alone with anybody else. Uh, you know, and remember when everyone's freaking out about the uh, drag queen story hour at the library, which by the way, has been at every single library where I live now. They're they're doing it also. It's like it's very trendy. So, oh, of course, the the people were upset with it for probably bigoted reasons on, on some level. But then there's a picture of little kids crawling all over uh, one of the drag queens on the floor. Yeah. I wouldn't let my kids crawl over any stranger, woman or man or whatever they were wearing. Is that weird to you? That's not weird to me because I'm pretty much the same way. I'm like, no, let's uh, let's stay over here. Even if it was like a really pleasant looking motherly type laying on the floor, rolling around with your kids. I just would not. Yeah. Just no, don't do, do that. that. I, I think that kids need to understand uh, healthy boundaries. So, so predators cannot take advantage of them. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, we, I've had this discussion before because uh, sometimes we'll get the, like the little card in the mail. It's like this sex offender has just moved into your neighborhood. Ugh. I make it a point to show the 10 year old. It's like, okay. Uh, remember this face. Yep. <laughs> if you see him outside, I need you to come inside immediately and tell me. Yep. yep. And, Absolutely. Cause we have like a little convenience store right across the street and okay. it's kind of where everybody in the neighborhood goes. And so yeah. sometimes he'll, you know, he'll go across there with some of his allowance money and, you know, buy a Coke or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so cool. by the I'll way, uh, when I was a kid, that was my jam. Yeah. I'll just let him do it by himself because you know, I'm not that strict, but, uh, yeah, I've made, well, it's good for him. Yeah, I'm making sure that uh, I was like, look, remember this face. Yep, yep. And scream if anyone touches you, you scream and say, don't touch me. Yeah. Like scream at the top of your lungs if somebody touches you. It doesn't matter. If, if they didn't even do anything, then they won't touch another kid without permission, you know? Yeah, there is, there is a big difference between, you know, getting a little bit bumped in line and something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to tell that. Like, you know, a very creative child might take that a little too far. You're right. I. <laughs> I'm thinking about my kids, but yeah, I do have to, I do have to kind of like watch that. It's like, okay, now if someone's like grabbing your shoulder or grabbing you by the wrist, yeah, then <laughs> or touching your hair oh. or your face, oh, like that's some 
creepy shit people do. I mean, that Biden stuff. Uh, All right. So I actually got to get, so my uh, two-year-old, who's now almost three, uh, she's blonde and blue-eyed. And there was one time I was going to the the drugstore to go pick up my uh, meds. Mm-hmm. And this lady in front of us in line turned like turned around and like started. Oh, she's like, oh, she's got such curly. I'm like, ma'am, don't touch my child. Yeah. And she gave me the look like I was doing something wrong. You're the jerk. Yeah. It's very obvious that my little daughter is like pulling away, saying no, stop. <gasps> and I was like, yeah, don't don't do that. Is that okay? So is that a Louisiana thing culturally? Is that you know, um, like in the movies, how? people are like southern charm is that is that a thing there do people touch each other's kids yeah, well i mean the hair yes because uh growing up as a little redheaded boy uh my, I got my hair mauled all the time by the ladies so mm-hmm. it was like, okay i wish i can get my hair this color i was like no you don't no you don't this is genetic you don't want this uh, <laughs> i was like oh. we have a high concentration of gingers in this area by the way where mm-hmm. i live must be a something lot like of redheads there's a lot of redheads in the Libertarian Party and movement, too. Have you noticed that? There is. There was even talk of us uh, banding together and, uh, and creating a ginger caucus. But um, you, you, know the, you know the deal with redheads, right? Which video with redheads? All right. We can't be friends with each other. Uh-oh. Well, just tell me so I can be your friend. <laughs> well, the deal with, uh, with redheads uh, being friends with each other is if you leave us alone in a room together, we're yeah. automatically plotting the other one's destruction. Oh no! See, I'm only half a ginger, so half a ginger. yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have uh, we have a lot of Scottish and Irish in us, and uh, whatever. Not a lot of any Scandinavian or anything, but um, but that's where we get it. And we all have dark hair with red and orange highlights in it, and then the men get orange beards. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That, that's all Scotch Irish stuff right there. Yeah. 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 Uh. So I'm half German and that's where my red hair comes from. So oh, shit, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like my grandma. Yeah. Same color red hair. <laughs> you know, you want to hear a funny story. I was told that I was German Uh-oh. by my family. And then it turns out that no, we're not German. Uh, that my great grandmother's family was lying and it was, they didn't want anyone to know we were Dutch. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was some of that. And then, yeah. uh, Others, when they came to Ellis Island and they asked where they came from, they would just say Deutschland. And of course, an American, you know, doesn't understand that that means Germany. Right. They would just put Dutch because that's what they heard. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So uh, there was there was some of that. Uh, I actually have um, my mom did all the Ancestry.com stuff and uh, to find out where we all came from. So we've got paperwork that goes back quite a ways nice yeah to me my grandma did a uh, different kind um and uh we're registered with like like clan malcolm and stuff like that and my brother got a registered letter and they were a lot like they invited him to come stay there and live in scotland and and do the whole thing and uh and i didn't she was like look out for your letter i never got one because i'm a girl so it was because my dad was the oldest and then my brother was the oldest and then that's why he got it. And I, I didn't even get it. So then I kept waiting for my letter and Oh no, bitches, bitches don't get to come. That was sad. <laughs> yeah, Scotland's uh, uh, still a little bit. Uh, that's okay. I, I'm all for tradition. I understand it and I respect it. And I, I'm not going to try to force my way into anywhere, but I was like, Oh, that makes sense. I'm a girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm a quarter Scottish too. And we can kind of trace ours a little bit back to uh robert the bruce and um how 
that 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 family ended up in the new world was we decided to invade england on a weekend but yeah. instead of like rounding us up and just hanging us they they decided to ship us off to the new world bad ass <laughs> yeah so I, I always get a kick out of reading that one but the uh, the families were like after they got here they all intermingled anyway so it was it's it's kind of rough trying to trying to figure out how far it goes back but. yeah definitely and who cares i mean, no, I mean ultimately it's just oh that's neat <laughs> right for me it is I, I i think that some people really feel connected to people in their past and um i have a space for that it makes sense but yeah yeah i've even tried to look up like old paintings of uh people before i was like okay now let me see if i can figure out who you know where i got some of these facial nah. okay that's funny yeah. did you find any good ones well you have a you have a face that looks like a white guy you look <laughs> like a white guy standard white guy face you look like a lot of white guys like um like i have a face like that too though right so yeah uh, i yeah it doesn't matter where i go and i i, I don't be insulted because it, i would say the same about me because yeah. everywhere i go someone says do you know do you have a sister yeah or, yeah you look just like this person i know or i went to school with or that i or my old neighbor i mean everybody comes out of the woodwork and tells me that i look just like somebody they know yeah i've always made the joke i look like uh, everybody's ex-boyfriend <laughs> or either that or jeff in accounting because that's the other one i get like, oh, you look like my yeah that's like always you look kind of like a coke guy not like coke the drug but coke the drink coke the drink like pepsi cola pepsi. you look like a soda delivery dude soda delivery guy <laughs> yeah here here to refill your machine take the quarters out they're cool i like them <laughs> they're coming to deliver cold drinks yeah they yeah. they seem they always have small talk they like the ladies you know yeah 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 it's always fun to watch them kind of like mac on them too you're like really you're, you're gonna i love it i oh, i'm over there with my like my lemonade just like <laughs> with my side eye watching to see what they're doing i love people yeah, i can't people get like, enough of it yeah we even got to that in uh on twitter a little bit today about uh what we called cold drinks yeah so like up north everyone calls them pop and everything like that. And I was like, well, no, down here in Louisiana, it's Coke. And then we specify what it is. <laughs> so you're like, I'll have a Coke. What kind? Dr. Pepper? Exactly. Like that? That's exactly how it works out. Okay. So when I grew up, everybody called it pop over here up in Washington. Everyone called it pop. Yankee. And then something, I think everybody from like California or I don't know. Now everybody calls it soda. And you said that so perfectly. So it was like California. And everything has to go up at the end. Like California? I think. I think at the end of everything I say. Yeah, exactly. Right? Or something. Validate me. <laughs> Validate me? <laughs> or the uh, needless abbreviation of terms. Oh, LOL. Yeah. Totes. No, no pressure. <laughs> Totes. For no pressure. Yeah. I'm over here dabbing. Uh, obvi. Avi, I love talking like a teenager. It, it's for myself, okay? It's not because I think I'm getting away with anything. I'm not doing it to make fun of anybody. I'm also not trying to take myself too seriously. I enjoy the shit out of it. I, I just observe pop culture so much that I do it ironically for myself, if that makes any sense. Oh, it makes total sense. Uh, driving for Uber on the weekends, I will pull little life bits in the car. So 
I'll come up with like some kind of weird accent that you can't really place anywhere. Yeah, yeah. all the accents in one, if it were yeah. a soup. Yeah, mm-hmm. and or I'll say some kind of cliche saying just a little bit off, so it kind of seems like, well, he speaks really good English, but obviously he wasn't born here. <laughs> that is fantastic. I have a friend that actually says all of the sayings incorrectly. Like, Does, and she also says Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's? Yes. You got those she, benefits? She's so funny. I remember when I used to tease her about it. Now I don't tease her because that's just mean. I didn't know I was being mean. I was like 11 or 12. And uh, she was oh, having a... All of you can be merciless and nobody cares. Yeah, I think I was like 11 because it was her birthday party and her birthday was in September. And she had this... She was writing... We were on the computer at school on our break when we got to use the computer on a like print shop back in the day when it, the computers were black and green because that's how old I am. And uh, we were... Same, same. Yeah, we were making her invita- invitation. And she's like, bring your pillow, P-E-L-L-O-W. And I'm laughing my ass off. And now I'm like, that's just mean because I don't make fun of people for their bad spelling. I, I just because I know brilliant people who are bad spellers. So I've learned that. And I used to obviously have a self-importance because I was a good speller. Um, I was an asshole. I was 11. But uh it was actually really cute because she, she does it with everything. She still does it. She'll say them all the sayings incorrectly and it, she'll mix like two different ones up. It's so fun. It cracks me up. It's charming. Yeah. My, uh, my wife gets a kick out of it because I'll, I'll say some goofy stuff and I need, really need to stop hitting my, uh, my table here. But <laughs> My wife will get on to me because uh, there for the longest time, I thought it was posable thumbs and not opposable thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, she was like, she's like, what did you just say? I was, I was like, well, you know, you know, I'm a man because I got posable thumbs and everything. It's like posable thumbs. Posable. Posable thumbs really works though. They're both opposable and posable. Yeah, because they can pose, right? Yes. <laughs> you, do but do you move them or does the other hand move it? How do you mean? Never mind. That's just a stoner joke. Don't listen to me. <laughs> just don't worry about it. Oh, oh, oh. Scratch that, edit. Just kidding. You want to get stoner jokes in. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, you know what the uh, the imp is in a stoner circle, right? What? That is the dude or dudette who's got to fuck with the lights while everyone's getting high. <laughs> Does anyone do that? Is that just, or is that when you're 16? All right. So, torchier lamps. I hate torchier lamps to this day because they can dim and brighten. Yes. And so the imp would go over there and he would start dimming it a little slowly and oh, yeah. you get back really bright. So the way that you usually have to stop that is like, Hey man, stop being an imp over there. Leave the lights alone. You're freaking me out. Oh my gosh. That's really funny because the first time I ever got stoned, I, I did not really smoke pot and do drugs at all when I was a kid, but I, I got stoned. Because Raylene was a good girl and she I was, I was a good girl, except for this one time that I got stoned and, uh, <laughs> I'm at the same friend's house, by the way. The same friend that says everything wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, wait. She got, her... <laughs> she got stoned. It was her friends. So yes. I, I was like, okay, you know, I'll do it. And uh, I, I get stoned. I couldn't, even, I'm like tra- hovering above the floor, afraid to sit down. Like I thought it was so far away. Nice. And then um, they had two different phone lines because one of them was a business line. Her, her parents owned a business. And so Uh-oh. she's in, she's in the other room. And she calls the phone and I'm like, 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 you know, <laughs> like, 
phone's ringing. I'm just staring at it. And everyone in the room is laughing their ass off at me, trying to figure out whether I should answer the phone. And they're like, answer it. Answer it. Just Which answer that is dumb shit. Raylene decides to answer it because they're telling me to. So I pick up the phone. I go, hello? And then it's her on the other end just laughing their asses off at me because I was so scared. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. This isn't fun. <laughs> Those damn imps. Yeah, imps all the damn time. Yeah. <laughs> my, my other favorite is uh, getting in the uh, the room with the paranoid paranoid guy. Yeah, you, you know, should have called him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, it's like we're all sitting here. We're watching the doors. We're getting stoned. Why are you running up and down the house with a can of Lysol? She's gonna smell it, man. She's gonna smell it. Yeah. It's like, no, she's going to smell the Lysol and know something is up. Yeah. The the Lysol. What are you doing? That's so funny. Careful. I was just talking to a friend uh, recently and she said, what's amazing is that people that used to smoke pot, because it's legal here in Washington now uh, for everybody that's 21 and over. And she said the culture has changed so much because in just a few short years that when people are smoking weed on their porches, they're not or even in their houses, they're not, you know, looking out the windows or scared or trying to cover up all the smells and they're not hiding and always keeping one eye on the, the, the road to make sure that someone's not coming down the road or cops aren't coming. Yeah. And she said that all of the paranoia it with weed smoking is usually just because it was illegal because of the government and prohibition. So, uh, and I never thought about it that way that she, I mean, she's experienced all of the hiding and always keeping one eye open and listening to make sure nobody's coming up the driveway or something crazy like that. And I, I just never experienced that cause I didn't really do it, you know, but it is different that how, when it's normalized that stoners aren't paranoid, you know? Yeah. It was always uh, fun growing up cause you would uh, crack the window in the bathroom and then you would try to reach over with your foot to make sure that the door was actually closed. <laughs> in case somebody actually walks in, you know, then they'll hit your foot. But uh, yeah, we used to, you know, crack the, crack the window and like blow the smoke out the window. Did you do those things with the dryer sheets and the, and the. Yeah. 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 (laughs) What are they called? Yeah. Dryer sheets. What, what are they called though? When you make the little, uh, you put them in the tubes of cardboard and you blow through them. Oh, trying to make like a, like a filter. Yeah. Don't they have a name? Uh, I never. Okay. Any old stoners or, or, or still stoners that hear this, please let us know what those are called. If you if you remember. Yeah. I, I think I remember putting dryer sheets up to the screen on the window and blowing through those so that the neighbors outside couldn't smell what I was doing. Yeah. And it never worked. Uh, yeah. They knew. They knew. Cause they would be having a barbecue. It was like, so uh, do you have any more of that stuff? Uh, <laughs> That's nice. Sleep we're tattling. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What stuff? What stuff? It's oregano over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was burning a candle in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Ode to Skunk. Yeah. I was like, hmm, somebody's burning rope in their bathroom. Look at that. The first time I went to a party where there was weed being smoked at it, I was like 16, right? And Oh, contact buzz. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't think so. I walked, this is so funny. I was at, it was a neighbor, my neighbor's house and he was having this big party and I go over there and I was hanging out and having fun. And then I'd be like, 
damn, somebody has the worst BO. Uh, like it was enough for me to remark upon it to my friends like three times. <laughs> this party. I was like, geez, somebody really needs deodorant. Maybe I'll just pull it out of my bag and leave it on this counter right here so somebody can use it. I thought it was body odor. I did not know what weed smelled like. I am not kidding. That's uh, how naive I was. And everybody at the party was like, look, she pulled out her deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, she wears deodorant? <laughs> <laughs> smells like teen spirit. Anyways, uh, that song's old enough to drink. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I was I was very depressed when I heard that one come up on the radio on the classic rock station. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? Is it? I was like, and then you start doing the math, and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, remember that was like revolutionary music. You know, I mean, so different at the time. Yeah, uh, I was listening to it while I was uh, cooking the other day, and uh, the boy walks in. And he's like, "Why was your all your music just depressing?" It's like, because it was made in Seattle and it's depressing there. <laughs> that's part of it. I was like, also the boomers kind of wrecked everything. And so we're still trying to fix it. So we had to have sad music. <laughs> well, other people wreck things, Yeah, but the, the boomers were the first generation that blamed their parents for everything and now blame their kids and grandkids for everything. They, nothing's ever been their fault, you know? Yeah. It's, like, it's the so boomers funny. are the first generation to blame the previous and the latter generations. I was like, oh, yeah, the greatest generation, all they did was go to war and stuff. And yeah. Us. And then you kids are too damn lazy. Yeah. And yeah. all of us Gen Xers were like, yeah, we work way harder than you do. And <laughs> figured out. Well, and for a lot less money, we're like, you know, boomers, uh, you could support an entire family with one person pretty easily. Yeah. yeah you ruined it. Yeah. There, there is a reason why the wife also has to go to work. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not saying it's all y'all's fault, but I'm saying it's all y'all's fault. So. Well, I mean, it's, is it our fault that the government's doing what it's doing now? Is it because we're, we're not, we're too complacent? I mean, what are we supposed to do? Grab the guns? Because where, where is it? Uh, when is it okay? What are we supposed to do? I mean, I, I seriously, you know, I have a problem with the police. You know that about me. Yeah. 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 And um, <laughs> I'm pretty, I, I too pretty, I hate cops. I know, I know. I love that we share this uh, uh, affinity for hating on cops. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you for being my my bro there. I love that. Um, but we, you know that video? Did you see that video of the cop pointing a gun at a guy on a motorcycle with like a hot pink shirt on? Yeah, that one, is, I think it was like from New Mexico. And of course, like the chief of police gets out there and says, well, yeah, he, he acted completely within the accordance of his duties. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was uh, definitely and in the story. They make these broad, vague terms to, you know, to, for propaganda. And they mention that they are trained on being able to uh, identify gang signs. Oh, and yeah. and what, but what is that? What, first of all, so any sign with your hand is protected under, under Supreme Court. Um, a ruling that it's free speech. So that's why you can flip off a, a flip off a cop, right? But you should be allowed to do that. Um, it's not respectful, but you, you can, and you should not be, go to jail for that or have a gun pointed at you. I mean, anybody who understands gun safety knows you do not pull a gun on somebody unless you are prepared to, and to shoot them. Right. Yeah. That's uh that's one of the four safety rules. Don't aim your weapon at anything. You're not willing to kill or destroy. Right. And the guy on the bike is 
past the car and he's just pointing it at him because what they're unruly he's on the street i mean i i just don't understand how people in the comment sections are saying this is not um too much force this is not oh uh, he was he was you know those cops have a tough job oh, i love that one yeah, they're saying like stomping on someone's head after they're down on the ground is excessive force, but not having it pointing a gun at somebody on a motorcycle. At a, I'm like, is this the fucking movies? Like, is this like a Terminator? Like, why are they waving their gun out of their window in a moving car on a freeway? Yeah. And then you ask them the question, and I was like, okay, so if I see a motorcycle cop going down the road and uh, I pull up next to him and then pull a gun on him, that's not excessive. Oh, that's no. excessive force. Uh, well, no, that's that's brandishing and that's attempted murder. And uh, yeah, and they yeah. started going down the list. I was like, oh, no, no, no. What, what was the difference? Oh, I'm a mere mundane. And the other guy is a costume thug. Yeah. That you respect. I got right. you. Well, we just had a, a shooting somebody uh, in, in the Kitsap County, kind of close to Bainbridge. It's uh, Paul's Bow, their Viking country. And uh, at, it was a 4th of July event. It was on the 3rd of July the night before and they were doing the fireworks show and uh, there's a native community here. And so people are interested because it was a Brown man. Um, uh, and they all the cops are white. Of course uh, they pulled all of the cops from the website because they don't want anyone to figure out who did the shooting. Hmm. So um, the man, they tried to say he had a screwdriver or a weapon or a knife. Oh, of course. And witness testimony or witness uh eyewitnesses are are posting about what they saw on facebook that all these cops are around he was walking toward them with his hands out at his side open and they shot him in the head and torso and he died on at the site at the scene hmm. um and there it's been three weeks now they still haven't released the cop's name any information uh, they have body cameras because there's already been problems with the cops before uh, supposedly this is the accusations. And so they said, we're going to get body cameras. This is like a year and a half ago. Uh, they have the body cameras. They're like, they said the cops are saying a neighboring police officer. Like, I think they said it was not the one that shot, but he had a body camera, but in a scuffle, it fell off and they have no recording. So camera malfunction. It's like typical. I can't believe I mean, I can believe it, unfortunately, but it's very hard for me to process that the stories that I read about, post about, talk about with people like you and, and my friends in the Liberty Movement and uh, share uh, happening all over the world. It's happening in my own neck of the woods and they're hiding all information and they're not releasing anything, but they're very, very bent on talking about waiting for the toxicology report, which has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they tried that with a guy in Dallas. Uh, mm -hmm. when the police officer just like walked into his uh, oh yeah I remember shot him it was like well he the lady cop walked into yeah. the wrong floor into the wrong apartment shot him and then they try to talk about him having like ten dollars of weed in his apartment yeah uh and you know it doesn't matter that uh people say that oh those two had a relationship and she kind of had a key to that apartment and was just walking in and you know <laughs> it was some whole other backstory to to what really was oh yeah 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 she was pounding on the door saying, let me in, let me in. And then she finally got in. <laughs> yeah. So it was, a. Uh, I didn't hear that part. Oh yeah. 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 Everyone in the apartment complex was saying, I was like, yeah, she, you know, had some kind of relationship with them. We're not sure what it was. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know what happened there either, but, um, 
you know, and I live in Baton Rouge and we had the Alton Sterling thing. So the guy is selling bootleg DVDs That's right. out in front of a store. But if you call the cops here and tell someone that they, this guy's selling bootleg DVDs and he's bothering people, cops ain't going to show up anywhere. Good. But you tell them he's got a gun on him. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're going to be all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And even one of the cops, like the uh, internal affairs officer says, no, this guy's crazy. And all that stuff had come out later that the, uh, the cop, uh, I think the one who initially shot first or initiated the thing. Uh, yeah. He, he had a whole bunch of uh, discipline problems. Yeah. Uh, that they tried suppressing in the trial and everything, but it's, um, and they still let them off, you know, saying, well, you know, acted in accordance with their duties. Yeah. So that cop in Mesa, Arizona, um, the one in the hotel from like a couple years ago, remember, uh, yeah, Braille, the guy was, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he shot this unarmed dude in a begging for his life. And the guy was like, stand up, put your hands down, do this, do that. And the guy's trying to do this Simon says game yeah, of what the cop is telling him game while he's drunk. And his yeah. yeah, that's right. And he shoots him and they lay him off for a while. They were forced to fire him because he shot an unarmed man. Nothing happened. No charges yeah, of course, uh, to the cop, you know, because that's what, how, how it works. And then quietly, secretly hired him back for one month yeah. without telling anybody. And then he was able to get... Uh, his pension and PTSD, like money for PT, having PTSD for shooting the innocent man. Yeah. He gets money for it. So they let him basically take his retirement. So they let him come in for a, a, a month and then, then leave with all of that, those bonuses and money. Isn't yeah. that un- insane? Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, you know, clown world. So that's all this is. It's we just- were going to talk about peaceful parenting tonight. How funny is this? We're like, fuck uh, the cops. <laughs> Yeah, so the last time you were on, I titled that episode uh, slightly off topic, but this one we were like way off topic. So, <laughs> what topic? <laughs> topic? What are those? Um, <laughs> that's fine. I don't mind the shoot the shit episodes at all. I really. Yeah, don't. I like it. Yeah, these are these are fun. There's no uh, no set. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Let me interview you for funsies. What are, because <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So what are your like top three topics that are relevant to this job for you or the, the podcasting and your political work and your activism? Um, just, just the activism. What are the three, like, no matter what it is, you're going to read it, watch it, um, find out more about it or, or share it. What What are the the types of things that are always interesting to you? Uh, number one is probably going to be anti-war. Uh, anytime I read that, uh, you know, Donald Trump did this and Donald Trump did that. Um, and you can tell, I think for the most part, his hands are tied with the military industrial complex. I, I think he, he wants to do something, but he can't really get it done because he's got too many of the, uh, the neocon butt sharks around him. How, I mean, what does it mean he can't? Let, let me, let's break this down really quickly, my friend, okay? Because um, he said a lot of things to and about Obama back on Twitter, and, yeah. and they actually were kind of promising. The, the criticisms were real. I was like, yeah, okay, oh, okay, that sounds all right. Now, I've never been a fan of Trump. I never would have voted for him. But there were things he said that I agreed with and liked. And when, what does it mean he can't? Are you saying that he can't as the president or he can't because 
someone's going to kill his children. Um, it's it's kind of tough. I, I preferred 2013 Trump when he was making all those statements. Sure, me too. Um, but it was I'm trying to remember who was interviewing him, and he said, "Well, you know this military-industrial complex," and he actually said it by name. <laughs> and he says, "I, I want to get the troops out of Syria, but they they keep insisting that we have to we have to keep people there." So, but why? How does he not have the power to do something about that? Right, he's the commander in chief. I mean, right. if he wanted to, he could sign them all to come home tomorrow. But, so it seems to me like he's passing the buck, kind of like when he turned to John Bolton and was saying that about, "Oh, you want to bomb him, right?" Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> let's let's not give John Bolton any kind of power. And <laughs> but, right, but but he is giving John Bolton power. But furthermore, it's like he put John Bolton there to be a sweeper. You know, and for those not, I, I grew up with a guy and he used to call the guy that would be on the, on the road driving faster and maybe drunk and you drive behind them because they're the sweepers. So if there's any cops, they're going to go after that guy. Right. And yeah. that's what I feel like John Bolton and Trump making these claims and kind of vilifying and scapegoating Bolton, which is, by the way, he is a villain. Uh, when they're doing that or when he's doing that, is it to not make it look like, no, not me. I mean, where is the responsibility in this job? I thought he was so super powerful and was, couldn't be bought because he has so much money. Yeah. I, there is, there's definitely a lot of that. Cause even when he had Jeff Sessions as the, um, as the oh, yeah. general, there was, there was a lot of punting and, and kicking off to him mm-hmm. when they were doing shit. Uh, it, and Jeff Sessions get them. Uh, good people don't smoke marijuana. And you're like, what the fuck are you? Uh, why are you even talking about that? But, Civil asset forfeiture. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Granny Clampett there. Uh, <laughs> you like it? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Donald Trump. I, I think there's maybe some of that where he's trying to pass the buck. And then I think there might be something else. That, and I'll always go back to that Bill Hicks uh, bit where he says, and they pull him into the, the smoke filled room and they show him an angle of the uh, JFK assassination that, no one has ever seen before. And they said, do you have any questions? And the only yep. thing to reply is, yes, sir. What's my agenda? Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like, I feel, I believe, and I, again, not a fan of Trump, that Trump had no effing idea what he was in for. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he was prepared. Obama did this too. Obama had an agenda that was his own before he got there. And then he rode the line and he, and he played ball. And he did things that he said he would never do. And uh, I understand that power corrupts, but I think that uh, power above these people corrupted them too. Um, I think that their own egos put them in a place where they thought they could make a change and, and, um, and do it their way. And I think that they were, I think that they're threatened. I, I don't think the president, I think it's just a figurehead and I think they're working for somebody and I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. It just doesn't feel like this is authentic to who they were, you know? Yeah. Especially 2013 is not ancient history. You know, that's not 1956. Absolutely. You know, when you were a young kid making those, those comments. Uh, I mean, that was just a few years ago, uh, four by my counting, but you know, then again, I went to public school. <laughs> <laughs> Six, but that's Okay. <laughs> whatever uh, yeah <laughs> shows how uh how, how my thinking is uh but yeah that, i mean there's definitely something happens the moment that you put your hand on the book and swear that you're going to uphold the constitution and then mm-hmm. do the exact opposite of that right 
you know, Horton's law means something, you know, the politicians are going to keep all their bad promises and none of their good ones. Right. And, uh, you know, there's, there's probably some kind of process that happens there. Mm -hmm. And I really do think it's going to be the people that they get surrounded with and who those people hire to help them out. So I think that if you're going to be the president, you've got to go in and do everything you ha- that you want to get done in two weeks because you're going to die. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Just, it's like you have to be a martyr. Even, like don't even staff the cabinet. Just, <laughs> just fucking do the work and get ready to die because that's going to happen. Yeah. And give it about six months. <laughs> you know? It's like, okay, well, you know, I had a good run. Maybe, maybe hire some private security. Instead of the uh, Treasury Department uh, uh, thugs. Do you remember that movie, Dave? Uh, was that the guy who looked like the president? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got to remember. The way there were balanced budget and shit. That's <laughs> so fun. Yeah. I think a lot of that might be just little jokes here and there to kind of show how it really is. Yeah. You know, I, I think Veep is probably a little bit closer to real life than. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, 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 I almost said Game of Thrones, but I know it's the house. <laughs> Maybe yeah, it's, it's not, close to Game of Thrones too. Who knows? It, it, well, I mean, Game of Thrones was about that kind of stuff. So, okay. So uh, anti-war stuff, which I'm really you know, like Scott Horton. It's great. Where, where are your resources on that? What do you like to listen to and read to learn about that stuff? Uh, liber- libertarianinstitute.org. Uh, that's one of Scott Horton's thing. Um the other podcast, uh, Foreign Policy Focus with uh, Kyle Anzalone, uh, a good resource nice. for that. Uh, Will Porter, who's uh, doing stories at uh, Russia Today. Nice. I love Will. Yeah, another good uh, resource there. Um, <clears throat> and then if you're going to look at mainstream news, get a whole bunch of stories together from the, about the same thing and kind of find where the truth is in between. Absolutely. Them. That's what I do too. Yeah, and it's, it's – it, really tough because sometimes you can tell when they all got a press release and they just ran the press release. Right. And, and that right. one's really funny. It's like, Oh, it's worded almost exactly the same, except this one moved this paragraph down here and this one moved this paragraph here. <laughs> oh, they're all owned by the same people. Yeah. So anytime I see these uh, little uh, YouTube supercuts of uh, all of the talking heads saying the exact same phrase. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I and love then- those. I share them every time, every couple of years I'm like shared. Yeah. It was like that with the uh, the bush and the gravitas, like all of them said it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really, you know, we have the ability to go back and check all this stuff. <laughs> Isn't it really funny when they do it about a fluff piece too, and they all do the fluff piece? I'm like, you guys are just disgusting. It's so creepy. It's like you're not even trying, you know. No, and then they all emphasize different words trying to make it their own, all the newscasters. <laughs> roll is delicious yeah so funny yeah i call it the jokey voice where we're gonna talk about a news story like this yeah 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 okay so anti-war what else uh economics that'd be the other one because sexy yeah (laughs) sure Uh, well, I think Austrian economics are hot AF. I love them. It bothers me more women are not, in, I'm not, not into identity politics, but it bothers me that more women are not involved in it because I think that they could really share with their friends if they understood them, you know? Uh, yeah. Economics. And it's just because this kind of stuff is just not taught in schools at all. And even homeschool curriculum 
you know, there's a lot of those Christian mamas out there that don't teach that stuff either. No, they don't. It, that's because the idea of the word economics yeah. sounds like percentages and Dow and uh, weird graphs. It scares people. If everyone understood human action. Yeah, they would get it. Yeah. It's, it, it, then it goes with everything they're already doing. So yeah. it would make so much sense to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the uh, anti-war economics. Uh, and then sometimes it's just basic no, you can't do this because the piece of paper that we're all supposed to be living under says you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like attacking both Democrats and Republicans from that point of view. I was like, no, no, no. You swore to uphold this piece of paper. Yeah. Let me show you and demonstrate to you all the different ways where you're fucking wrong. And uh, yeah. of course you're going to argue with me and, and I understand that. And then I'm going to go Lysander Spooner on you <laughs> and tell you, well, it, it's either done this on purpose or it was a, you know, a, a side effect and it wasn't supposed to happen this way. I yeah. know it shouldn't really be there. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Well, um, I hate politics, right? I, I've really realized this after, especially after being in the libertarian party. Can I just say that? Um, oh, ugh. oh, wait, you're not, uh, you're having misgivings about the LP. You know, um, I love my people. I love the philosophy. I love the activism. I love the outreach. I love, I mean, I'm doing a booth this weekend. Um, I love that stuff, but I hate politics. And um, Same here. Same it's here. the uh, giving a little to get a little business. Uh, the, the, yeah. The little cooey bono, the little, uh, you know, quid pro quo, all that. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like uh, working in politics, people have to be political and, yeah. I think that there's something really, it feels like selling out sometimes. And I don't believe me being in the party, even as an anarchist, is a, I'm a sellout. I don't believe that. I'm, I'm there to work with people to keep activists principled, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, and, I view it more as an educational role. Absolutely. That's the whole well, point I, of the party. I am there David the Nolan. baby Tyrians who don't quite know their ass from a hole in the ground yet. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, Look, here's Rothbard, here's Mises, here's, uh, you know, Lysander Spooner. Hell, I'll even throw in some Samuel Conkin and really blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, here's exactly. And this is where we're coming from with that, you know. It's, I, I don't like the, I, I took me for a very long time to be one of those people, like the rads versus the prags, the pragmatics, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't play in that. It's not my sphere. I don't want to. But yeah. when you get involved in the party, then you kind of have to. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I'm in the Louisiana Libertarian Party. And yeah. uh, one who knows anybody who's in there uh, who gets very vocal on Facebook. Yeah. And so when I go in for meetings, that guy's there. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to deal with it. And uh, it, it's fine. Uh, I don't mind doing it from an educational point of view. But then there's some days where you're just like, you know what? Eh, I don't really want to do this anymore. Well, I mean, the moment that we had, um, I'm just going to say his name. His name was Matt Dubin. Um, and he was that, a guy that was running on gun control in Washington. So he was he ran on nothing, actually. This on. this dude, I he's really he's uh, kind of cute. Um, he, he's a nice guy. He's a lawyer. I, I didn't know him. He knew all the people from King County, which is an interesting place and, uh, in the state. And so 
Uh, Johnny's originally from King County, by the way, and they did a panel of endorsements and he was there and they asked for his endorsement and he had to make sure he's like, okay, but you're not going to da 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 right? Okay, you promise that you're not going to do this. So he gives him the endorsement. Um, separately, over on my end, I was on the comm team for uh, LPWA and, and my job is to promote the candidates and everything and, and doing had a very, very expensive, pricey video. And he talked about making a tiny, he had this one idea and it was a tiny home idea that people, landowners would put on their property and they could let homeless people live there, but it was still really not voluntary enough for me. Still relied heavily on taxes. That was his only pitch. There was no positions. He had no positions. It was a lot of no talk. Um, he even, his, even his, his, uh, slogan was uh there is no them and uh yeah. a traditional literature from libertarians is that's not true it's us versus them them is a state and the status and the supporters of the state and it's then it's us state versus and, yeah that's right and so the slogan had flaws in it just for our own ideology right and uh he worked with some people that are really popular in the party uh national and stuff so i don't want to talk about anybody badly but uh there was nothing we kept waiting but no one i no one was bashing him no one said anything about him we were still promoting his stuff and then he came out advocating for more cops in seattle yeah no Uh, no no. okay uh and then he had an interview and they misprinted it saying that he was for the gun control measure right which is a three-parter and he, this is, this is the best part. So they thought that because he didn't have a position. Okay. Okay. He had, he didn't make it clear to the person interviewing him that he was against it. That's pretty bad. He's a lawyer. Yeah. Okay. He's a lawyer. His job is to fucking talk. So anyway, sorry. I'm so he (laughs) posts himself the article. Hey, this is really cool. I was on this article. I just want to make one thing clear. Um, I am voting no on this. And then he goes, while I'm okay with raising the age until 21. And while I'm okay with this other shitty part of it, then he said, the only thing I'm, he goes, the part I take issue with is the lock storage. Your guns have to be in a lock storage in Washington now. That was the only part. (laughs) And he said, because it's a poorly written, I have to say vote no on this. That's what he wrote. Because it was poorly written. That part, just the storage part. He was okay with all the rest of it. All the gun control part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's fine with all the gun control. Well, people were upset. And there were people that were not even in our party. People following his page that kind of go, hey, uh, this doesn't sound libertarian. <laughs> like, not even close. Not even looking close. not libertarians are like, this doesn't sound libertarian, brah. Right? <laughs> and... Um, and then you know, everyone, you know how bad you got to fuck up before a Republican or a Democrat says, no, that's not libertarian. That's what I'm saying. And again, I didn't even jump in there. I, a couple people, they didn't attack him. They asked him questions and he wouldn't answer them. Oh, and that's... then when he doesn't answer the questions and he starts getting mad that he's being asked anything to clarify these positions and he's mad at the comments saying just so you guys know anybody reading this this is not a libertarian position and blah 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 uh he totally freaked out and then we are being told by all the prags 
that we're not allowed to say anything to him because he's a candidate. We're not allowed to call it out. We're not allowed to say anything. We're not allowed to make him look bad. Um, we're being silenced by people because the candidates, the candidates, the candidates. So this is what I don't, it's very hard to work in politics yeah. specifically when you have principles. It just is. Um, yeah. And especially now candidates are always probably going to be a little bit less principled. Like that's kind of this, it's kind of the way it's always going to go. Right. Yeah. So it's up to the members to be staunch, very extremely principled. Yeah. Keep and then the candidates are going to be a little softer and a little bit more like classic liberals to minarchists. Right. Right. That's, that's the expectation. Um, the party itself is meant to be radical and radicals in all spheres are meant to push the boundaries and change the topic to say things that people are uncomfortable with until they get comfortable with them. We're supposed to be the ones forging the way. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. That was a, that was a shit show by the way. And then, Oh, and then uh, Dubin makes a video with somebody who um, a, a, a pretty prominent voice in the movement who is a nice guy. I did an interview with him before and, um, and he blamed the radicals for him losing. It, like we didn't make him lose. He was in Seattle and he was trying to be more, he, you can't out progressive, the progressives, you know, yeah. you didn't have a position, bro. You didn't do anything. What? <laughs> no, you lost because you lost, yeah. but okay. It, anyway, that was my, that's my, that was the moment where I, uh, I cried for three days over that. You know, what a pussy. I sound like such a little bitch. Um, Eric, I cried for three days over that. All of my hard work. Just all flush down the toilet. Yeah. Everything I, I believe in and everything I care about, I believe in, I don't want to say I believe in unity, but I believe in teamwork. Yeah. And I love, I love my people and I love other activists and I know so many wonderful people and we don't all agree on every freaking topic. We don't need to, but, but I care so much about the work that I do. And to have him, this candidate, and not he's not the only one, but um, it was the most ridiculous and blatant. And um, just completely blame the hardest workers. And, and he, and he said something like, I've done more for liberty in Seattle than any of the taxationist theft crowd. He said that. Yeah, uh, I doubt that. Well, obviously, this guy's a moron. Um, and shitty and a shitty candidate. I, I said it, Matt Dubin. That's who he is. So um I uh I'm I'm angry about it. I it it wrecked me and having all this division and then people going, Don't talk about it because if you say something, then it's gonna make the whole all of us look bad. So we don't want him to look bad. And I it was this being silenced is not something that I'm okay with. And and um uh, that was the first time I've had a hard time in politics. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah we had a guy um, as soon after the uh, national convention in New Orleans, I, I was one of the delegates on the floor and we passed that um, a little change in the language to the, uh, the borders plank. And oh, yeah. Yeah. As soon as that happened, you know, this guy took to uh, Facebook and everything and started bad mouthing all the rest of it. You know, we're an open borders party and I, I didn't want to be an open borders party. And now brown people are going to come and, uh, and take over my house if I go on vacation and lock all my doors and shoot my dogs and everything. And I was like, wait, do you really <laughs> honestly believe that that's going to happen because we took out some language? And, and by the way, it still says no unreasonable, you know, detentions. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of room. <laughs> so I, I think that uh, the Libertarian Party has missed the boat on talking about market borders. What do you think? Oh, completely. And, and then other people just don't get the idea when I tell them. And I was like, no, I don't care about borders. And they're like, well, what do you mean? You know, you're, you know, you're all about property rights. And I was like, yeah, but those are the borders I care about are the ones that surround private property. Right. Right. <laughs> so there, there's going to be a jerk out there who's going to say, no, you can't come here. And then there's going to be a guide right next door who's going to say, yeah, sure. Two hours down to say, come on through, pay me yeah. five bucks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you guys want to uh, I just, I just. Can I have some free antibiotics since our government will let us have them? Yeah. Yeah. You can come and stay here, but stop by a Mexican pharmacy on your way up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bring the penicillin over, okay? Yeah, Daddy needs some Tylenol 3. Let's see, I'm all about, see, that's some, agorism is hot. I love that shit. Um, I really do. I, I really respect it. I was just talking about it last night. It's, it's basically default human. It, when, you, when you really boil everything down for agorism, it's just default human. <laughs> we had a question on the show, um, and it was, is agorism only agorism if it's against the law specifically like yeah i was like i said black and gray market so i don't believe so i was like no it's, it's anytime you're not anytime that you're doing doing something that just doesn't involve the yeah. government is well, how i kind of described it i kind of described it like this you know if i grow uh tomatoes and i go across the street and i trade my neighbor for some satsumas which is like a little orange looking thing oh and uh and we trade, you know, that's agorism. And guess what? The FDA didn't inspect those fucking vegetables. That's right. You know, and that, that's fine. It, anybody else wouldn't bat an eye at that. And nobody would look at that and say, oh, well, that's agorism. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. but if, uh, if I'm making a couple hundred rounds of uh, 308 ammo for you and, you know, for Christmas, you leave, uh, you know, 50 bucks and an Amazon gift card. Absolutely. But you don't really say what that's for. Yeah. That too is agorism, and yeah, it's kind of skirting around some stuff. And it's kind of super hot. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of stuff is fine too. It's all part of the same boat. You're just not right. in the government in any part of that process. Right. So right. Can, yeah. yeah, something is. I really respect it. It's hard to do. It depends on where you live. It's sometimes harder to do in other places. You know. Yeah, or you know, getting a, a steel pipe and some freeze plugs and a press and a drill. And you might make something that goes on the end of a uh, of something that's very loud, but you want to make it very, very quiet. Yeah. There, there's also that too. Oh, I forgot to tell you the end of the story, Eric. Oh. So, <laughs> so I called up Johnny okay, at home. You called up Johnny like, and Johnny was like, hello, Raylene. Yeah, there, perfect. You do Johnny, okay? So I'm like, Johnny, you have got to see what Matt Dubin did. Did you see what he said? What did does that fucker do now? Right. He's like, he goes, no, what? Right. <laughs> like, he goes, what? Like he, and you know how Johnny goes, he'll be, he'll be, this is, this is Johnny. Hold on. I can't do the voice, but I'll do the tone. He goes, ah, ah, at me, right? Like it sighs at me all the fucking time. Very, and I go, all very, right. Right. Like uh, looks and then he starts getting heated. Oh yeah. And then he puts up his own denouncing the endorsement he gave and yeah. he, revokes the endorsement that's when the drama kicked the hell off oh, yeah. then we have this slimeball pickens i don't know if you know who he is um he's on there and he's trying to argue and say make fun of johnny because he used to be a minarchist right i'm not even kidding like um uh, uh we, we'd be, i'd be begging for dubin to be a minarchist please like <laughs> please he's, like 
not even close. Not even in the same ballpark. Pickens is a whole nother deal. He's another scuzz. But yeah, he keeps showing up in Washington. I, I, I hope he goes away. Just keep showing up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, he actually, he, he, he showed up, this is funny, at our convention this year, a, a few months ago, he, he wanted, he was doing this, uh, some kind of training program, uh, right, thing that he does, and uh, we didn't want to put him, you know, in there, and I, I didn't, and, uh, but whatever, I, I, I'm just a part of a team, so they let them do the, the classes, he's going to help this, uh, uh, the chair of King, uh, Michelle Darnell, yeah. um, and, and do the the training classes or whatever yeah pickens leaves the night when uh darnell ran as chair of the lpwa and she lost to randy mcglenn who's a great guy and tiffany diaz de leon also great yeah. she loses pickens is so pissed or whatever that he left the entire convention even though he had all this training classes and an entire room was purchased at the hotel for him to be able to do these classes right left the night before and didn't tell anybody and there's darnell poor darnell poor lady looking around waiting for him and he never showed up well then unbelievable yeah, yeah but this guy makes a living doing this stuff i don't know how he's doing it i don't know we had one class with him in new orleans a, a whole bunch of years ago and that's how i met kim ruff oh yeah yeah it was awesome yeah and we did that little uh, little training thing and uh there was a little bit of controversy after that and i'm not exactly sure all the details with it had something to do with the hotel room i think mm-hmm. but um you know that night afterwards i mean we're all partying and hanging out and everything uh so i have a very limited uh exposure to him so yeah. I'll, I'll put it that way so but i i don't hear a lot of good things but it's yeah i think everyone should make up their own mind but i think that if there's a smoke all the time there's fire yeah probably yeah yeah oh man so i'm bringing the drama tonight aren't i yeah 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 yeah. so uh i I don't know i don't know yeah uh, just very very limited interaction with the guy so i can't make a make a decision one way or the other but i don't hear a lot of good things and then sometimes you know it's like oh yeah he's the greatest guy in the world he's so easy to get along with and then so i don't know Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll leave that one as a uh, eh. Yeah. yeah yeah you know what no one needs to make an opinion you, you make it on your own but i i think that um people that i highly respect had issues and i it, i may have cut my own mind okay. and um after a while you're like oh okay i'll get it now yeah <laughs> yeah that'll happen and then there's a uh, you know we, we also got people down here where you're like why, why are you even showing up here uh, dressed up in camo and talking about how you're going to reorganize the military and, you know, just, just stop. Oh goodness. Oh goodness. This was, all, this was also the same guy that was uh, concerned that Brown people were going to take over his trailer out in the woods. Okay. The whole Brown people thing. Um, I totally get the welfare state issue. I totally get open border versus welfare state. All this belief. I, I, I get it. welfare state either. Yeah. yeah. Right, me either. Um, I, I get the uh, particular orderists. I'm not a particular orderist, but I, there are a lot of people that are that I really highly respect because they are super principled um, everywhere else, in my opinion. So I, I think that, number one, the Liber- Libertarian Party, uh, LNC, should be talking about market borders. I think they should really be educating people on that because that is property rights are all rights are property rights, right? Yep. 
Even individual so, rights are property. Yeah, rights. and no one can really pick that one apart, right? Oh, yeah, I have to explain that one sometimes. See, I was like, yeah, well, individual I mean, rights are property rights, and they're like, wait, wait, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I own myself. I got in an argument with Johnny once because he didn't understand what I was saying. He never heard it put that way is yeah. what happened. And um, it was on a show and it was, it was fine. Uh, once I explained it, then he's like, Oh, like, right, like that. Like, right. It was so funny. I, I felt so bad. Cause I wasn't, I was like all property rights or all rights are property rights. He's like, no. And I think he didn't understand it exactly until I walked him through what I meant. And then he was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> he's cute like that. Yeah, so, uh, so he was he was pulling my life bit, you know, trying to get the, <laughs> the slightly wrong. Uh, Johnny's never wrong, don't you know that? <laughs> That's uh, why I'm the co-host because I yeah, I, you're, you're the rudder. You're you're there to keep the ship going in the right direction. Yeah, and and he he gets to tease me, and I'm like, okay, I like to being teased. It's good. Keeps me on my toes. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Was that your little uh, tee-hee, little juck hole about being teased? Yeah. Okay. I'm such a dork. I'm such a dork. So, not, yeah, okay. So, let me tell you my, uh, my big ones. Ready? All right, go for it. My activism. Um, right now, I'm, like, really hating cops. Um, and I'm really excited about the liberals picking this one up. Okay? Um before it was only conservatives that would like my cop posts, which were a lot more rare comparatively because I wasn't doing the political thing. I wasn't into being an online personality at all before this, but um, the cop posts would only get liked by just randos and uh, conservatives. And then, you know, the black lives matter thing happened. And and then the, the liberals really started picking up criminal justice a little bit more. Right. In this last, wouldn't you say like five, six years? Yeah, there's been a big push even here in Louisiana for criminal justice reform. Yeah, it's well, it's becoming very bipartisan on that. So it's, it's yeah. good stuff. So um, I, I'm really, the liberals started agreeing with me finally on things, right? They're like, oh yeah, you know, okay, yeah. And uh, I, the Black Lives Matter came out, and then I have all these conservative people arguing with me about cops for a while. Yeah. And uh, I was like, hey, guys, you used to like these posts. What happened? You're just being told what to believe and you just change your mind. But um, so that's a big one for me. And I'm really loving that it has weight behind it. And my mom hates what I post. I love her. My mom, not everything, but a lot of it. Mom, just, 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 she's a Fox News lady, right? <laughs> and um, Oh, I've made the joke before. My aunt uh, has the Fox News logo burnt into her TV. <laughs> It's down there in the corner. You can see the little shady outline of it. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really watch any news now. I don't really have cable. So, but I, I used to, and I, I switch it up, um, try to get a little bit of all of it. But yeah. I used to only watch Fox News back in the day. So, went back when like O'Reilly was on there. And so, anyway, I, she doesn't really like my cop posts, but she brought it, we were talking about it and I was talking about the, the cop locally that did what he did and, and they lost his footage. And she was like, Oh, you know, and my mom's listening now, yeah. you know? Um, so I'm really excited about that. I post about that a lot, but another one is body autonomy and medical freedom. Yep. Um, I am. Yeah. You, huge. you and I see eye to eye on that because there's not enough informed consent and it's either it's my body, my choice, or it's not. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I feel like because of the cronyism 
with the incestuous relationship between government, the FDA, the CDC, and all, all of these other, you know, the government entities and these corporations yeah. and our health suffers as people. And yeah. when you realize that there's like the, the Tuskegee yeah. experiments and that our government has partaken in feeding orphans radioactive oatmeal. Yep. That happened in Guatemala. So. That's right. So they have used psyops like Project Bluebird, where they give people mass amounts of LSD and tell them that they killed their family to try to make them commit suicide to see if they can do that. This is all facts. This is all absolute yeah. fact. One of my favorites was the uh, the case officer in France uh, wanted to get with this uh, waitress, but she already had a boyfriend. So they kidnapped the boyfriend, dose him up with a whole bunch of LSD say that he's murdered this waitress and then laugh when the guy goes out and commits suicide. Oh. <laughs> you know, that's actually in their own documents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen some shit. Some of it you're like, you can't prove, you don't know. But when we're talking about um, unsealed documents from our own government, reading them and seeing that they, it's fact that it did happen and it is true. What else is out there? Yeah. What do we not know about? Uh, so yeah, I, I'm really big on not trusting anything that they're trying to force, anything that they they make it hard to say no to. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that every single person needs to really research every single choice they make with even over-the-counter medicines like Tylenol. Yeah. I think that everyone should understand, read every study done on it find out how the studies are conducted. Um, another thing about studies is people don't realize how the studies are conducted. I really think that's really important. And you don't have to be a scientist, but you do have to be willing to understand uh, how they work and try and you will get there. You will get there. Um, also understanding how to read statistics is really important. So that's good stuff. That's, that's one that's really important to me. And um, yeah, crimes so against children. Oh yeah. Big time. Are, are super important to me. So I'm, are you following this Epstein thing? Like on the edge of your seat right now? Uh, you know, I was following it back in the day, uh, yeah. back when he first got arrested and everything and then got, 2008. That, yeah, I got that little sweetheart deal. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so now, you know, now the media is like all glommed onto it because they're trying to make it a Trump thing. And I, was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't oh. think Trump's going to come out looking too bad compared to everybody else, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, Clinton actually has pictures of him and a and a fifteen year old girl on a plane. So is it twenty three or twenty six times on that plane? Twenty six times on that plane, uh, and you know, they Google keeps scrubbing that image of him and the little fifteen year old girl on that plane. You know, yes, they are. Google has been, uh, in fact, if you Google Epstein, Clinton. Yeah, you got to go down a couple pages before you. Yeah, because they scrubbed all of it, and they only have Trump and Epstein stuff. It's yeah, hilarious. It's it's also affecting some of the, the alternative uh, search engines. So like DuckDuckGo, you still have to go down a couple pages. Yeah. Uh, start page, which, which will search Google through a proxy for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's even coming down in the rankings on that too. But you, you hit Trump Epstein and it's like the very first hit. Pictures, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, so that's the thing is uh, Google just said that they're – going to hide any websites that uh, spread information about uh, negative information about vaccines. Yeah. They're not going to even have links on there. Um, yeah. I, I think that anytime they're hiding something, I think that you should be looking further into it. Anything. 
Yeah. And then where I come down on vaccines is it your body's your choice. Yeah. It's, it's your body, your choice. And another thing is there hasn't even been enough science to even determine if it, if it's even effective. Um, absolutely. And they're going to say you're crazy though. Be careful what you say. Cause I don't want to do that to you here on the show, but, um, people need to look further into it and not read. And if you need to look for things that say negative stuff to find what stats and what, what studies that they can provide proof with. You will not, if it's something that's saying something pro vaccine on it, then you are not going to get the facts. I think that you should research those too, but that's the kind of stuff that's so readily available. It's all the talking points. They're going to have them all ready, but go find out how the studies are done. I mean, the original MMR study had less than a thousand people in it. Um, they never, they have never done vaccinated versus unvaccinated. They've never done a scheduled together, uh, placebo, double blind placebo tests. Um, when they have done double blind placebo tests with, uh, let's say the HPV vaccine, they actually put all of the harmful ingredients that people think is what's wrong with the vaccine in the placebo instead of saline. Um, and then when they did the second MMR test, uh, study later to counter, they did a second study and they actually just studied the first one shot against the, the other shot. So they didn't do it from a, a, again, it didn't do a double blind placebo test. They just studied this shot against this one with all the harmful ingredients in it. Right. Yeah. So uh, this is bad science alone. So I say highly recommend looking into it. And if you want to do it, then go for it, man. Right. Yeah. And if you want to, by all means, go for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to tell you what not always, to do. Yeah, I will always stick on the thing. There isn't enough science done. There's not enough informed consent to go out there because, you know, you'll roll up into the clinic and the doctor will push it only because that's what the pharmacy rep told them. And yeah, actually, um, uh, most people don't know this, but when you go look at the curriculum, you can find out the curriculum for all the medical schools. Um, they And nurses. Um, I've actually talked to a few nurses that never were – um, anti-vaccine or anything like that. I was an anti-vaccine. I was, I was pro-vaccine before. So, um, most, most people were pro-vaccine before. So I was doing a, uh, like posting about something like a statistic that I was researching it because my daughter's poor health. I was trying to help her get better. So, um, I was researching this stuff. So of course I'm sharing it with people. And she told me that she's never, she goes, we didn't learn anything about vaccines. Yeah. We didn't learn anything about it in nursing school. They just told us they worked. They told us what to do if we had anaphylactic shock. Yeah. They told us this and this, like that, you know, what to say. But we didn't even know about VAERS, um, which is V-A-E-R-S, and it's um, vaccine adverse something reactions, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, most people don't realize that they have this entity that you are supposed to call with your injury or your fever or your febrile seizures that a lot of kids have that most parents don't realize they have with their high fever. Um, Because that's what the doctor says. Oh, they might have a high fever. They'll say it's normal. Yeah. They'll They'll say say that's normal. Completely normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, she was like, they didn't teach us anything. And even doctors, they, they don't, they have less than a semester and they only teach them what they want them to hear. They don't teach them how the studies were actually conducted. They don't teach them any of those things or, and, and the actual statistics. So they don't know. Um, they are literally indoctrinated by who pays the bills, which is big pharma. So I, it's important. And, and it is, all the very good doctors that just don't know any better. They, they don't know that they're doing anything wrong, you know? Yeah. Big pharma writes all the textbooks. So, yeah. 
Yeah. But it's with everything though, too. Like statins they're finding out are not helping people. They're killing everybody. Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to now trigger me with the, uh, with the dietary stuff. Cause like uh, vaccines, they also don't get any kind of education for nutrition. For it, nutrition. Don't even get me started, bro. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah, so they'll like, give them like maybe seven hours worth of. First nutrition. of all, seven hours. Like it's, it's like nothing. So let's say they give them 10 hours, 20 hours. They're still teaching them things like the food pyramid yeah. or calories in calories out, which is completely a lie, right? Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and, and they don't talk enough about the glycemic index. They don't talk about how people are, are storing insulin improperly in their bodies. And, and um, another uh, issue with vaccines that people don't talk about is the autoimmune diseases that are happening, right. okay? So I, I believe that there's a lot, until things are tested properly, and honestly, we're, we're not gonna have all the answers, but gut, gut brain connection's big. Yep. Gut health is absolutely imperative. Yes, it is. Um, that's, and that's the majority of your immune system. That's right. Oh, it is your gut health. That's yeah. right. It, immunity starts in your gut. And um, behavioral disorders, anxiety, depression, all linked to bad gut flora yep. and problems in the gut. And just and, shitty processed food as well. So. Exactly. Thank you, friend. You just did it. So it's a many contributing factors, but they all work in conjunction to keep you sick. Yeah. And uh, don't at me with the, uh, the epidemiological studies from the, uh, from the uh, Minnesota Clinic or from Berkeley or anything that's got Dr. Michael Grieger on it. Because I, 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 at this point, you show me an epidemiological study, I'm just going to laugh at you. I was like, come back with a clin clinical trial. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're going to test 100 people and you have self-reported what they ate. Yeah. Whatever. It's, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Right. And they're not doing, I mean, genetic testing. They're not talking about um, the MTHFR genetic mutation, which is linked to all of this, including your gut flora. Yeah. Right. Oh, and here's another thing. Uh, you know that they've done tests with autistic kids and the gut bacteria is, there's a, there's a correlations to gut bacteria in autistic kids, according to some studies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, the, you'll see that all the time with, uh, kids that are on the spectrum is they've all got some kind of IBS. Yeah. They've and food sensitivities kind of, and, yeah. and things like that. And um, uh, again, I'm with you totally. And so it's really important that we understand how our bodies work and how to keep them healthy. But um, autoimmune disorders, they think that because there's so many different types of foreign DNA in vaccines that are not filtered out by your normal body's filtration system. Um, normally um, when you put things, in your mouth and they go through all of your, your kidneys and your liver and everything. And it, it takes out uh, a lot of the toxins, right? Like yeah. it. And so they, when they inject them into your body in a, like a baby, let's say you're bypassing straight to their brain. Yeah. And it does not come out. They, they tested babies after their shots and whatever's in the shots, even in tiny amounts, they don't come out of the diaper at all afterwards. It's literally stays in their brain. Yeah. So um, there are DNA, there's DNA from eggs. A lot of food allergies they believe are, are connected to this. Eggs, bovine, um, bug parts, some of them are grown on. And there's actually human DNA from fetal cell lines that they cannot scrub out. Yeah, but, but we're not supposed to talk about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, if you can't scrub it out, and even if it's in very tiny amounts, it's 
in your body. It, it seems like that's why children at a higher rate than ever have autoimmune disorders also, not just adults. Um, it's just exponentially spreading. And uh, that's your body fighting itself. And why is that? I, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I know that we should be questioning things and wondering why everybody's so sick. Yeah. Yeah. I basically just brought it down to this. Um, if the government tells you you should, you probably shouldn't. Same. If the government tells you you shouldn't, then you probably should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with me, uh, it's like, well, the government says uh, you should be eating 11 servings of pasta every day. Okay. 11 to 13, isn't it? Yeah. It was something crazy. You know, bread was the bottom of the pyramid. It was, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. bread. Yes. And, and, uh, you know, in my uh, mid thirties, uh, you know, I've bloomed up to 375 pounds. Damn, Eric. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and you uh, thought you were doing okay. You're like, I'm not eating fat. What's the problem? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, I guess I got to get on the treadmill, you know, I've got to do the old calories in calories out. Absolutely. That's what I was taught in the army. That's what I was doing. And I was not losing more than 10 pounds ever. I could not lose more than that 10 pounds. And I would cry. Like I'm not eating all day. I'm having one bowl of food. I'm working out every day. Why am I so disgusting? I hate myself. Was it like that? Yeah. And then uh, one day you're on the treadmill and you're running as fast as you can, but your heart rate isn't going up. And now all of a sudden you're feeling lightheaded. Yeah. And then of course your first thought is, oh, this is where I'm about to die of a heart attack. Yeah. So you get off the, uh, the treadmill, you drive yourself to the hospital. Yeah. Because uh, you're stupid. <laughs> I'm talking about myself here. So well, that's um, what they tell you to do also, but go on. That's not yeah. your fault. So, you know, after they run all the tests and everything, it's like, oh yeah, you, you've got Hashimoto's. Oh, me too. Yeah. All right. So now that I don't know any men with Hashimoto's. Well, yeah, it's mostly a woman's disease. Oh. Yeah. So of course I got to be the guy that gets it. Okay, Eric, I'm a bro. I'm a total bro. So <laughs> like I have like bro problems all the time. Don't worry. We go. Cool. We cool. Yeah. So that go was go. the uh, that was the other caucus we were going to get together uh, for the Libertarian Party was the uh, the thyroid <laughs> thyroid caucus. <laughs> For all, for all of the, uh, the Liberty Gingers who've got thyroid. So you're just, so Hashimoto's, uh, massive weird pain that comes out of nowhere, extreme tiredness, hormonal issues, right? Like all kinds yeah. of stuff. So how it presented- Hair falling out. Yeah. How it presented with me was, uh, I would just be tired in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden would get uh, freezing ass cold, even though it was hot in the room. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh, and it, it would wake you up. <laughs> yep how bad it was and you like couldn't get enough covers on you yep. and then all of a sudden you were too hot <laughs> you can have yeah. an air conditioner and a fan blowing right on you but then all of a sudden you're too hot that's like what women go through when they have hot flashes when during menopause by the way yeah great it's horrible <laughs> and then uh and then what was the other one i was like oh yeah just uh you know did your scalp and skin hurt yeah i had uh psoriasis and uh, i had it on my face yeah, I had uh, a couple of splotches on my face, which I chalked up because uh, I had my face burnt at one point, and I had some nice little second-degree burns, and I said, oh, you know, maybe it was just because where my face was burnt. Right. Uh, I might have had something to do with it. Well, you know, here, a couple of years later, you know, not eating any sugar, not eating any grains, uh, high-fat, low-carb, uh, low and some days, zero-carb, uh, skin conditions clear up. <laughs> you know, uh, not, ha not having any more of that stuff. And I got a really good endocrinologist who said, yeah, we are, yeah, whatever you're doing, it's working. Just keep that up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You told me what you were doing. I looked into it. Yeah, it's fine. That's awesome. Cause they normally would tell, you, no, they always look at the people that don't ask their doctor first 
Yeah. Like and the people that don't ask their doctor, they go in, they're way healthier. Everything's looking good. Then the doctor's like, whatever you're doing is great. Then they'll tell them, oh, I'm doing keto. And then they'll go, oh, they don't know what to say. And then yeah. they're like, okay. And when that happens enough, then the doctors actually go, have you tried this keto thing? Right. Well, I, luckily I had a, a young enough endocrinologist the type that are still kind of hungry for knowledge. So I, I sent him a little instant message through the computer and I said, Hey, I'm about to try this no sugar, no grain stuff because it's anti-inflammatory. At least that's the claim. Uh, and I just wanted to know if that would mess with uh, the Hashimoto's and he, he come back like a day later and he goes, no, I looked it up. It, it seems fine. Uh, it, but I will say if it's not working or it's making the condition worse, then we'll stop and we'll, we'll look for, for, for something else. And sure enough, you know, the results have all come in and, you know, I've got my thyroid levels, you know, kind of within the normal ranges now. Um, but he's Good. like, no, keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Beautiful. And you had to do that research yourself. You had to figure that yeah. out. Yeah. But I mean, after he looked it up, you know, then he was fine with it. So I might hit you up because my mom has Hashimoto's and she needs inspiration. She, but she won't go off her thyroid meds at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she can. I think she can if she ate right and did the right things. But uh, yeah, you probably could get it. I see in my condition, uh, my thyroid was covered about 20% in uh, nodules. Nodules, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which have cleared up, but the scar tissue remains. So I have to stay on a synthroid because mm -hmm. it still affected the function. But Damn. I would say if you have caught it early enough. Yeah. You know, maybe, but still, I would find one of those endos that are still kind of on the young side and still looking up stuff. Great. Yeah. Okay. But you really have to doctor shop. <laughs> so. I, I believe you. Um, I, I highly implore everyone to check out a naturopath. Um, every state's a little different, but yep. naturopaths go to, uh, go to med school and they go to extra school. Okay, so um, they're, they're actually more schooled than regular doctors, but they focus on things like nutrition and kind of get to the root of the problems versus the symptoms, yeah. right? They, they take care of the issues, but they actually go to the root and they usually make you do really hard stuff like change what you're eating. They have to do your blood work and then they give you supplements and it's, it's very natural, but it is overall so good. Do you have a naturopath, Eric? I do not. And I, and I will say the reason why, uh, okay. state of Louisiana, we have a bunch of cranks with the, uh, with the, uh, the ND after their name, uh, they'll come, oh. make you come in. They'll do the, uh, the little, uh, what's that biofeedback scan thing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then they'll start, you know, wanting you to buy their vitamins that they, no, also no, no. okay. Yeah. No, uh, so okay. I would, I would caution I hear you. folks if you're going to go find a naturopath. I have nothing, nothing really bad to say about it, but like chiropractic. Uh, oh, same thing. Uh, yeah, you're yes. going to find your, your weirdos and your creeps and people who are really just looking to make a buck. <laughs> and you really have to like really shop around to find. So they're just like regular doctors and you just have to shop around and figure out who's in it for the right reasons and wh how they're doing it. Um, makes sense. Uh, you know, um, the, the naturopath I go to is amazing. Amazing. I, it, and she doesn't prescribe antibiotics unless you need them. So I had a friend who, with a, a little boy and, and he is uncircumcised, which, uh, you actually don't say uncircumcised. Yeah. You say intact. That's, yeah. You know, right. For, you know, um, for the, for, oh, the, for the, the intactivists out there, uh, just so you know, that's what it's called yeah. intact. 
Yeah. It's the right way, right? It's how you're born. Um, so he got a, an infection on his penis. Okay. So it starts swelling up and she takes him into the same doctor I have or, or ND I have. And the Dr. Tara sent him home. She said, okay, because of where it's at and what's going on, I really think we should do antibiotics. And she's like, okay. But she had um, took a really good quality probiotic and then you know, prescribed the probiotic in between the doses of antibiotic to help populate the gut floor and protect the, this little child. And then researched for a couple hours before calling in and discussed it with the mom, my friend, before mm. she even called it in and said, okay, I researched it. I think this antibiotic, which is a little more rare, but she said, this is the one that I think is going to do the best for you in or him in this situation, you know? And it was just such personalized care and very specific. And um, she's actually helping another friend of mine, uh, I don't want to say cure her child's autism, but is doing amazing therapies. And, and now they're doing diet stuff uh, with the, with this child with, you know, pretty severe autism and he is doing really, really well. And uh, so definitely find a provider that, that works for you, but really try to find someone that digs a little deeper than the normal stuff. Right. Yeah. That, that would be my only caution is you just got to watch out. There are a lot of cranks that, throw that naturopath or chiropractor label on themselves. So good to know. Cause around here, I, I mean, there's so many, so many, I'm so, I guess I'm in the crunchy vein. I just have like a lot of good ones around me. I know who they are. <laughs> yeah. So if you can find some good ones, then by all means go to them. But yeah, just down here in Louisiana, they just, all the ones that I've ever seen were just, yeah. Do they like put frog legs and everything? No, I mean, to me, like the big red flag was, oh yeah. And by the way, I have a sample pack of vitamins that I sell you know, right here. And you can just take those home with you. And I'm like, Oh, great. You're really just pushing vitamins yeah. uh, of dubious origin. <laughs> Very dubious. Dubious. I love that word. Oh man. All right. Raylene, I, I think, uh, an hour and a half or an hour and 40 minutes. Jeez. <laughs> we, could, we, could, we could probably make this into a Wait. Joe Rogan-esque, uh, three hour. <gasps> Another time, my friend. Yeah, but we'll have to save it for for a third round. How about okay, that? Okay, are we really? We're going to do it, and I'm going to write questions, and you're going to write questions, and then we'll ask each other questions. So you want to do that? Uh, can we put a pool on how many questions we get before we just start going down sidetracks? Well, no, because then you'll win it because <laughs> you'll make that happen. So no, I because I'll forget. So you'll win, and I'm going to say no now. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, we can enjoy the the journey. Yeah. this is fun. Thanks for having me on, Eric. Oh, no problem, Raylene. Anytime, anytime. Uh, I love having you on. Uh, I love having our little interactions on Facebook and uh, Twitter and everything too. So it's, it's yeah, good. you're the best. <laughs> All right. Bye everyone. Yep. There we go. Bye.